Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So in today's show, I share with you a bunch of accessories for your iPad. You'll discover different ways to protect it, type on it, draw and annotate, import and export pictures and files and documents, mirror your screen, and finally, print and scan documents on the go. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPoner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPoner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me and would love to have your feedback by shooting me an email at damien at macpreneur.com because I want to help you make the most of your Apple gear even between episodes. I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. Among other things, you'll learn how to operate your device faster and tame notifications which will make you more productive on the long run. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. I've structured this episode based on what you may want to do with your iPad. I will start with uh, protecting it, then uh, typing text, then drawing and annotating, um, then importing photos, um, importing and exporting documents and files, mirroring the screen, and then printing and scanning. Let's start with the protection. So you can protect the screen and the body. To protect the screen, there are two kinds of protectors. The first one is a matte finish, so it's anti-glare. And yes, it helps when you are out and about and there is a lot of sunshine. The problem is that it degrades a little bit the experience looking at the screen. So I would say that buy a matte uh, protector only if you really, really need it. If you want to keep the, the brightness and, and uh, have a super transparent uh, protector, then I would say that go for a tempered glass uh, one. In terms of protecting the body, Apple is offering uh, already some uh, options. Uh, for the iPads with Touch ID, it's called the Smart Cover. It only protects the front of the iPad, so it attaches magnetically on the side, so offering a hinge, and then you only have the, the screen that is uh, protected. Uh, prices start at $39 for the, the iPad mini, up to $69 for the iPad Air in a leather finish. Now for the iPad Pro, the, the latest generation, Apple has uh, something called the Smart Folio for iPad Pro and it protects both the front and the back of the, of the iPad. It starts at $79 for the 11-inch iPad Pro up to $99 for the 12.9-inch version. Now there are also third-party options um, those that you can find either in on the official Apple store for instance Autobox 
is a, is a brand that uh, Apple is actually uh, selling through its stores, uh, starting at uh, $60 for the iPad mini up to $90 for the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. And then you can obviously find a lot of them on Amazon. Uh, there is one that was recommended by the iPad Insight uh, website. It's, it's the UAG, so Urban Armor Gear uh, Metropolis, uh, starting at uh, $50 for the 9.7 inch and the 10.5 inch iPad, up to $76 for the 12.9 inch uh, iPad Pro. It is very rugged, so it's very good if you take it uh, outdoors. And it has a detachable front cover. Another one that I found is the Supcase, S-U-P-C-A-S-E, for the 2018 iPad Pro with a pencil holder at the top for roughly $50. And then there is the Zugu case, uh, Z-U-G-U, also for the 2018 iPad Pro, but this time it has a pencil holder at the back. And this one costs roughly $70. Um, I would say pay attention, really pay attention to the model of your iPad because sometimes the, the microphone could be covered. So it's uh, the dimension of the iPad alone is not enough for choosing a, a good case. And um, if you're using an Apple Pencil, uh, look also for one that has an Apple Pencil holder included. So it will uh, help you actually carry, carry the, the, the pencil. Next up, uh, accessories for typing. And here you have two options. Either you buy a keyboard case. So it's a keyboard combined with uh, protection for your iPad or you can use also a standalone keyboard. So in terms of connectivity, you have three options. The first one, actually, you could use a wired keyboard uh, through a USB dongle, so lightning to USB-A or USB-C to USB-A adapter. But obviously it's not uh, super practical, but it's feasible. The next one is a Bluetooth connectivity, which is uh, roughly universal and uh, uh, usually the only option for third-party uh, keyboards. And then finally, there is the smart connector that is available for the latest generation iPad Air, the 10.5-inch one, as well as all the iPad Pros. The advantage of the smart connector is that you don't have to pair the device as soon as the uh, keyboard is connected through the connector it's uh, working fine and you also the, there is no need to recharge it separately uh, power is transmitted through the smart connector now apple they offer a set of keyboards but only for limited number of ipads so actually they only offer uh, for the moment keyboard with smart connectors so for the 10.5 inch iPad Air, they have what they call the smart keyboard that costs $159, which was the same as the previous one for the older generation uh, iPad Pro. And it's only a keyboard. It does not uh, protect uh, very well the, 
the back of the iPad. For the latest generation iPad Pro, now uh, Apple has what they call the Smart Keyboard Folio and uh, $179 for the 11-inch to $199 for the 12.9-inch. And the advantage is that uh, it protects the back as well and it attaches uh, magnetically. So it's very thin, but still you have protection at the back of your iPad. Now, alongside those uh, keyboard or keyboard cases, if you want, you can also use the normal Apple Magic Keyboard, the one that, that you use with a Mac. So in, in a scenario where you want to use your iPad uh, at your desk, then you could actually decide to switch and manually pair the, the, your Magic Keyboard with uh, the iPad. Uh, just uh, the, the cost is $99 for the small Magic Keyboard and it's $129 for the one with a numeric keypad. So because Apple does not offer keyboards for all the different iPads, uh, the the one that I would recommend, uh, the manufacturer I recommend because I have very good experience with it and it's uh, very reputable, it's called uh, Logitech and they have keyboard cases for uh, all the different types of, of iPads either without and even some with the smart connector uh, capability. So the first one I will talk about is for the 6th generation iPad uh, they have what they call the Slim Folio. It has an integrated keyboard, but it is not uh, backlit. It's roughly $100. It has a pencil holder, Apple Pencil holder. And it is special because it has a, it's using a replaceable battery. So they claim that if you use it a couple of hours per day, you, don't need, you won't need to change the battery for roughly three years. Now, of course, if you use it more, you will need to, to replace it uh, sooner. And uh, it's this kind of replaceable battery like, like we have in, uh, in watches, so the, the, the thin, round uh, batteries. The, the next one is called the Slim Combo. It's a special one for the 10.5-inch iPad Air, so leveraging the smart connector capability. It has also a pencil holder and this one, not only does he have the backlit keyboard, but also the keyboard is detachable. So you can have your iPad Air, the latest generation, protected, so in a case, and you, you can decide to either keep or remove the keyboard. This one costs roughly $130. Then for the latest generation iPad Pro, Logitech has what they call the Slim Folio Pro. Also, it has integrated uh, uh, backlit uh, keyboard. And this one is not actually leveraging the, the smart connector. So it has a rechargeable uh, lithium ion battery and you have to manually charge it using a USB cable whenever the, the battery get, gets low. Uh, in terms of pricing, it starts at $120 for the 11-inch model, up to $130 for the 12.9-inch model. And they, I forgot to say, they also have the, the Slim Folio for the iPad Mini. 
Now, alongside those keyboard cases, they also offer um, standalone keyboards. There is one called Keys to Go Ultra Portable Bluetooth Keyboard, which is also sold actually on uh, Apple's website. They have the K780 with a numeric keypad. That's usually for the desk and it can pair with up to three devices. So imagine a scenario where you have this keyboard uh, connected uh, to your computer and actually there is a there is space so if the if your iPad doesn't have a thick case the keyboard acts actually as a stand for the iPad and just with a with a button you can switch between the computer and the iPad and so you can type uh, on the iPad and uh, then on on the computer whenever you need it the next one is one that I actually that I'm using right now. It's the K760 uh, with a solar charging uh, without a numeric keypad. And it's about the, it's roughly the same principle. It's also a computer uh, keyboard, but it has uh, the capability to pair again also with up to three devices. Now, this one doesn't have stand uh, capability, so it's you you need to be able to get your your iPad uh, vertical or uh, tilted in front of you but uh, by just pressing a button you can pair the uh, keyboard to your iPad and you can start typing uh, I forgot to say the big advantage of having an external keyboard for your iPad is that you save a lot of space on the screen uh, because usually unless you have the 12.9 inch and it's in uh, portrait mode usually half of the screen is taken by the keyboard there are two other brands that I'd like to mention in this category there is a bridge uh, B-R-Y-D-G-E uh, that they are offering keyboards that, um, that are really making the iPad uh, that transforming the iPad almost into a laptop. So uh, they have uh, two small hinges where you slide your iPad in it. So it doesn't really work with a case, but you can slide the iPad in it. And then the, the advantage is that you can get it rather quickly in and out. So it's a good option if you want to keep it naked and if you want to uh, often switch between pure tablet mode and uh, laptop mode. They don't have a, a back cover for the normal iPad, for the non-iPad uh, Pros, but with the for the latest iPad Pros, they have actually now incorporated a magnetic uh, back protection. The cost starts at $100 for the 9.7 inch iPad up to $170 for the latest 12.9-inch uh, uh, iPad Pro. And then the, the last one is uh, ZAG, uh, Z-A-G-G. It's called the ZAG Slimbook for iPad Pro. It's, uh, it's interesting because it has a detachable keyboard, so you can have a case and keyboard or case only. And it has also a, a pencil holder. Now, Whichever 
keyboard or keyboard case you choose, pay attention to three things. The first, it's a key illumination. So if you happen to, to travel or use the iPad in dark places, or as I explained once, I was at a conference and it was um, not very bright uh, during the conference. I had, I had issues uh, typing on, uh, on my uh, iPad mini because I didn't have uh, a backlit keys. The second thing to look at is really how do you need to recharge the keyboard. If it has a smart connector, then the advantage is that you don't need to think about it. It will be recharged by just using it with your iPad. It, if it doesn't have a smart connector, then you have to check uh, whether it's a replaceable battery or if it's a rechargeable uh, battery. And if it's a rechargeable battery, most of the time it's a micro USB cable. So it's another cable and something else to think about to make sure that uh, your keyboard is uh, you know, charged enough when you need it. The last thing to really pay attention is whether or not you can detach the keyboard. And uh, so based on your use case, it's always good to think, okay, how will I use my iPad? Will I use it and need to mostly type on it? Or are there occasions where actually I don't want at all to have the keyboard? I just want to have solid protection and from time to time, use the keyboard. So in that case, uh, you have two options. Either you go with a detachable keyboard or you go with a standalone keyboard. So you look for a very good, strong case and you can use a, a standalone keyboard that you either bring with you only as needed when you travel, for instance, or that you have just uh, on your desk. The next section is about drawing and annotating. So here, the obvious choice is the Apple Pencil. Now I would like really to go come back once again um, about the difference between the first gen Apple Pencil and the second gen Apple Pencil. So for the first generation, it's totally round and um, it has at the, at the top of it, there is a detachable uh, cover that reveals actually a lightning uh, plug, uh, a male lightning plug. So the way it pairs with the iPad is by plugging this lightning plug into the lightning port of the iPad. And this is also the, the way you can recharge the Apple Pencil, the first gen Apple Pencil. And the first generation Apple Pencil is compatible with the sixth generation iPad, the latest generation iPad mini, the, the fifth one, and the third generation iPad Air, the 10.5 inch one. Now for the second gen Apple Pencil, this one is not totally round, it has one flat side. It uh, recharges uh, magnetically, so from the top uh, of the, actually it's one of the sides of the iPad Pro. And in terms of pairing, it's the same, it's using the, the magnetic uh, to, to do the pairing. The, there is another uh, advantage or feature that the second gen uh, Apple Pencil has, 
and it's the a gesture a tap gesture so you can actually switch between tools for instance just by tapping on the flat side of the apple pencil the second gen is only compatible with the latest ipad pro models so the 2018 ipad pro the 11 inch and the 12.9 inch they cost 99 dollars for the first gen and 129 dollars for the second gen they obviously are the first choice i would say for the uh, for the ipad but it's not the only one when the 9.7 inch uh, ipad was uh, introduced uh, the sixth generation it was introduced for an education event and at the time logitech had uh, was offering uh, what they call the logitech crayon it's a pencil with apple pencil technology so even though it's uh, sold by logitech they partner with apple to incorporate the technology that was in the first generation apple pencil at the time it was only available for the education market so only for schools and it was only compatible with that uh, 9.7 inch ipad no other ipad could use the logitech crayon it changed actually since ios 12.2 and now this logitech crayon is compatible with the entire ipad line and um, the advantage is that because it's Apple Pencil technology, the pairing is seamless. You just press a button to turn it on and it's uh, recognized. It's very similar to the Apple Pencil, but it, it, there is one thing that is missing. It's the pressure sensitivity. So it is somewhat um, compensated by the fact that it's aware of the tilt. So depending on how you tilt the Logitech crayon, you can change the line thickness. So it's a bit like pressure sensitivity, but uh, not, it's not maybe more difficult to use than really pressure sensitivity. If it's for purely annotating or doing, I would say, rough sketches, the Logitech crayon might be a good option if you're really hardcore uh, designer then uh, it's better to to go with uh, with the apple pencil it's a bit uh, bigger than the apple pencil and uh, it's um, it has a different shape so it's more flat and i've never used it but uh, the people that uh, have used it and i where i've seen uh, reviews online they were uh, saying that actually it has a good grip and a good feel uh, to it. Now, the Apple Pencil technology is not the only way to draw or annotate on your iPad. You can also find uh, and use uh, styluses. Um, one brand that, that I know is called uh, Adonit, A-D-O-N-I-T. And they have two kinds of technologies. So they have passive and uh, Bluetooth. So passive technology, it's, it's a plastic disc actually. And so um, it's, it's nice because it's, it's flat. And uh, even though it's a, it's a disc that is 
bigger than the tip of the pencil, they have actually a, a metal, really a mid metal nib in the middle of the disc. And you can actually draw uh, rather um, or annotate with a good precision. Obviously, it's not the same as uh, an Apple Pencil, but still is uh, it's doing the job, especially if you just need to, to annotate. And the big advantage is the cost, because for these kind of uh, styluses, we're talking about 20 to $30, which is, uh, I would say, a third of the price of the Apple Pencil, the, the cheapest one, and half of the price of a Logitech Crayon. Now, for roughly the same price as the Logitech Crayon, you can also have uh, Bluetooth styluses. And uh, Adoni, they have two models, the Pixel and the, the Pixel Pro. And um, they are roughly 75 or roughly $80. Uh, that's the, the price range and uh, the thing is uh, it's Bluetooth and so there will be a little lag compared to the Apple Pencil technology. Again, I think if you only do uh, annotation that could be a good option. Now, since the Logitech Crayon now is uh, compatible with all the iPads since iOS 12.2. Uh, I think the, the choice between these Adonis stylus and the Logitech Crayon would actually go towards Logitech Crayon. My experience is uh, I've, I've had the, the, the passive version, the one with the plastic disc that I used uh, on iPad and also on iPhone. And uh, it's 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 nice. It's a good way to do some annotation. I've bought one or it's an, another model, a Bluetooth model that they had, and uh, I was actually not very happy. I was uh, using it with my iPhone 8 Plus, and um, there was a bit of a lag, and also the where I was drawing was not exactly so. Where the, the where the tip of the, uh, the the stylus was on the screen was not exactly where I could see the annotation on on the, the document, for instance. And so there are an option. I, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to you to know about them. But please know that it's not the same uh, quality and level of precision as uh, Apple Pencil uh, technology. The next one is uh, photo management. So a use case is that you take uh, pictures with an external uh, camera, uh, with a digital camera, and you would want to import all those pictures into your iPad. You have uh, different options. You could actually plug directly the camera using a USB cable onto uh, the iPad. If it's a camera that has an SD card, uh, you could actually import them from the SD card through an SD card reader. And so these are the two kinds of, of uh, ways that you have to import uh, the pictures. Apple is offering uh, what they call the lightning to USB camera adapter. 
it's a USB 2 actually uh, connection and that's uh, $29 now they are offering what they call the lightning to USB 3 camera adapter which is actually a dongle with lightning that gets into the iPad and on the other side you have the USB 3 port but also a lightning input so you can actually plug a camera and uh, charge your iPad at the same time and this adapter costs uh, $39 then for the latest generation iPad Pro which is uh, USB-C uh, Apple sells the USB-C to USB-A adapter for roughly uh, $19 now that's if you want to connect directly the camera to your iPad and just uh, by the way uh, when you do that the iPad will launch photos and there will be a new uh, section in photos that will that is called import and you will be able to uh, choose the pictures that you want to import and then uh, once you have chosen them you can uh, Get them into your iPad. I was talking about uh, SD card. You can also buy um, a Lightning to SD card reader for roughly $29 and a USB-C to SD card reader from Apple for $39. Now in addition to those I would say single purpose uh, adapters there exist uh, multi-purpose uh, USB-C hubs and now we're talking about the 2018 iPad Pro, so the one with Face ID. So one of them is the Satechi uh, Type-C Mobile Pro Hub. It's a four-in-one hub, so it has a uh, headphone jack, HDMI adapter, USB 3 and USB-C, so that you can uh, plug all those devices into your iPad Pro and recharge your iPad Pro at the same time. And this one cost uh, $60. Now for $30 more, so at $90, there is the HyperDrive for iPad Pro USB-C hub. And this one is a six in one. So it has everything that the Satoshi offers. So the headphone jacks, HDMI, USB 3 and USB-C. But in addition, it has an SD card reader and a micro SD card reader. So that's one way to just have one adapter connected to the USB-C port of your iPad Pro. The advantage of the HyperDrive is that it's compatible with the smart keyboard folio that Apple offers. So you can have the keyboard case from Apple and in addition you can plug the HyperDrive. There won't be any issue because of having a case uh, on your iPad Pro. Next up, it's uh, file storage and backup. So, depending on the amount of uh, storage that you have internally on your iPad, you may want or need to have some pictures, music, videos, uh, movies, TV series, for instance, uh, on an external drive. Now, um, even though the latest generation iPad Pro has a USB-C port, it is not uh, compatible with uh, USB-C hard drives out of the box. So if you plug an, uh, a hard drive into your iPad Pro, 
it will not magically uh, look and see all the files that are on it. Just because the files app is not yet, uh, we hope that with iOS 13 it will change, but at the time of recording, files is not aware of uh, other file systems than the one that that is actually on the iPad. The only way to be able to access data and uh, actually copy and import and export files and documents and pictures from these external drives is through a dedicated application. So you need both. You need the drive and you need the app. And then uh, whenever you connect the drive, either wirelessly or with a, with a cable, then the, it's through the application that you will be able to do the, the file transfer and copy. So one example of uh, such solution is the SanDisk iExpand, uh, which starts at $25 for the 32 gigabyte version up to $76 for the 256 gigabyte model. It has both lightning and uh, USB-A uh, connection, so you can connect it through USB on your computer to move files on it. And then from the other side, there is a lightning port that, uh, that you can use then and connect to your, to your iPad. If you want to be able to use it with uh, the iPad Pro, you will need a USB-C to lightning uh, adapter. So if you need bigger capacity, there is the iDisk, which is a one terabyte hard drive with a 10,000 milliampere uh, hour battery. Uh, for $130. So it's combining both uh, battery and uh, storage, and it is much more storage than what the, the SanDisk iExpand uh, can offer. And this one is actually three different uh, connectivity. It has a micro USB connectivity, USB-A connectivity, and USB-C uh, connectivity. Now, in addition to those uh, drives, you can also buy uh, wireless hard drives. So the advantage is that usually those hard drives, they create uh, their own Wi-Fi network. And so with the iPad, you join that uh, Wi-Fi network and then you are able to transfer wirelessly the files between your iPad and uh, the drive again through a dedicated uh, application. Uh, examples of those, uh, you have the Seagate wireless mobile uh, hard drive, which has uh, which offers 500 gigabytes for $130, or the Western Digital My Passport Wireless Pro, that in addition has an SD card reader. And so for two terabytes, you can get it for $150, and the three terabyte model is uh, about $180. Next up, you uh, have a screen mirroring uh, accessories. So accessories that allow you to project your screen, your iPad screen onto a television or a, a beamer. The first one, if you want to go uh, wireless, 
the Apple TV is a, a great option. So because of the AirPlay technology, so with the latest, uh, the fourth generation Apple TV, it can actually work uh, standalone. So that means that you can have peer-to-peer -peer, uh, connection between your iPad and the Apple TV. The Apple TV doesn't need to be connected to any Wi-Fi network. It will actually broadcast and create an ad hoc uh, uh, Wi-Fi network. And so you can connect your iPad directly to the Apple TV and then uh, mirror your screen uh, wirelessly. Now you can also buy adapters to connect through a cable to uh, a, a flat screen TV or uh, a monitor. So for that, um, there are two kinds of, obviously, there are the, you have the lightning version and you have the uh, USB-C version. So Apple is offering the lightning uh, digital AV adapter, which is uh, lightning on one side that you plug to the iPad. And then on the other side, you have an HDMI port and a lightning port so that you can charge your iPad at the same time. They have also um, the USB-C digital uh, AV multiport adapter. So on one side is USB-C that you connect to your latest generation iPad Pro. And then on the other side, you have USB-C for charging, HDMI, and you also have a lightning port. There is an, another version of that, which is the USB-C VGA multiport adapter. So it's a lightning plus VGA plus USB-C. Uh, those two, they cost $69. The first one, the, the di lightning digital AV cost $49. And then um, because the latest generation iPad Pro is a USB-C uh, plug and if you have a monitor which is capable of, um, which is compatible with the DisplayPort technology over USB-C, so you most probably will have in the box a high-speed USB-C to USB-C connection. Pay attention, you need that special cable. It's uh, not a simple USB-C to USB-C charging cable. This will not work. You need something that's really uh, tailored for uh, handling a video signal. So if you have such monitor, look in the box. You may find a USB-C to USB-C cable. And with that one, you could connect your latest generation iPad Pro directly to the monitor. And then the last section is uh, printing and uh, scanning. And um, you have two main technologies. Uh, the first one is uh, Wi-Fi Direct with a companion app and the second one is AirPrint. The advantage of AirPrint is that um, any application on your iPad will be able to leverage the printer, uh, whether it's uh, connected to your home network or you're connecting peer-to-peer uh, -to, -peer to, to the printer. Now, some uh, printers, they offer what is called Wi-Fi Direct, 
And so you connect directly to the printer, but you need a companion app installed on your iPad in order to be able to, to print. And so that's, uh, that's, I would say, the disadvantage of the Wi-Fi Direct only. Um, most printers are compatible with both. So they have Wi-Fi Direct and they are also AirPrint compatible. There are two things that you may want to print or scan. Uh, it's uh, documents and pictures. So let's start with uh, document uh, printing. There, there is the Canon PIXMA uh, IP110, which is an inkjet printer, uh, at around $135. It's the, the cheapest that exists. The problem is that it doesn't have a built-in uh, battery. After that, you have the Epson Workforce WF100W, which is also an inkjet printer, costing a little bit more, $200, but it has a built-in battery. Uh, next up, at the same price, roughly $200 as well, is the HP OfficeJet 200 mobile printer. And so it's an inkjet printer, and like the other the two previous ones, it's capable of only doing printing. The next up is the OfficeJet, also from HP, the 250 mobile all-in-one uh, printer and scanner. So this one is capable of also doing scan, but also photocopies. And it costs $280. So those uh, HP printer or all-in-one, they have both also a built-in battery that you can recharge uh, either in your car or uh, in your office. And then you have a, a few hours of uh, printing through the, the built-in battery. If we talk about only pictures, there are uh, two kinds of uh, printers, those capable of doing only mini prints, so the two by three inches, so it's the five by 7.5 centimeter one, and usually those are also battery powered. Uh, three examples, the HP Sprocket, which is at around $130, the Canon IV Mobile Mini at around $130 as well, and then the Polaroid Zip Wireless Mobile Photo Mini Printer for uh, roughly $100. Now, if you want to print normal size photos, so the four by six inch, or five by seven inch, so it's the 10 by 15 centimeters or 13 by 18 centimeters. Those usually are uh, using an uh, external power supply. So it's not truly, I would say, uh, mobile printing. Uh, two examples, the Canon Selfie CP1300 wireless compact photo printer for roughly $100. This one is only capable of four by six inch photos and then the Epson PictureMate uh, PM400 it's a wireless compact uh, color photo printer which is capable of doing both so up to 5 by 7 inch or 13 by 18 centimeters photos uh, for 200 dollars so that's it for today i hope you found this episode useful and uh, you've discovered interesting accessories for your iPad. 
As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at markpronocom forward slash episode 35, where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know which accessories you're currently using with your iPad and what you plan to purchase in the future, if you have such plans. And uh, until next time, I'm Damien Schmerz, wishing you a great day.